welcome back to Chosen, the angel and formerly Buffy the Vampire Slayer watch through podcast. I am the senior partner of the show, filled with infinite knowledge and wisdom to guide my junior associate through her first ever viewing of Buffy and Angel. My name is Mel B, and with me, as always, is said junior associate, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Mel. I didn't ask how you're feeling this week, so no, it's okay. how are you feeling? Pretty good. <laughs> this wasn't uh, a super downer episode, but it wasn't super uplifting either, really, for me at least. It was, it, it was just like a fun episode. Yeah, it was. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Little, little fun side quest. Yep. Though I don't know what the, it's a side quest from. <laughs> we don't really have like an overarching thing this season. No. We don't have like a big bad unless Wolfram and Hart as a a corporation is the big bad. Mm. But that'd well, be weird. Yeah. Well, we up to up to episode six. It won't be the first time the big bad has been like introduced a bit late in the game. Well, this is the is last one. season, so get to getting. That's what I have to say. <laughs> Having said that, Wolfram and Hart have been the overarching big bad since season one. And they are so annoying. They're well, less Wolfram annoying now. now team. But. Yeah, I was going to say that. They're our team now. Uh, I told you, but I'll tell if we have any listeners. I went back and was listening to old episodes because I ran out of podcasts that I needed to catch up on. So I went mm. back and started listening like, oh, it was like August of 2019 that I started like listening to episodes. <laughs> and I forgot about a lot of things that happened. Mm-hmm. It's it's a long show, and I just want to show you we do have listeners. It's they're, they're they're quiet, but whenever I post something on Twitter, like we're taking a break or whatever, I, I get messages. Oh, <laughs> cute. Well, I'm glad that we have <laughs> someone <laughs> that cares about what we're saying. But I went back and, uh, in particular, I forgot that grew in Angel was a thing. <laughs> Yeah, you sent me a message about that. I was wondering what sparked that. I was like, why do you think you've grew? Grew's oh, yeah. not in this episode. No, but I miss him. I miss I miss Angel's younger brother. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but, yeah. I loved Gru. He, he was good people. He was. Oh, sad day. Anyway, do you want to start with this episode then? Yeah, I actually, so I haven't watched this one in years and years and I forgot how much fun it was. I kind of, for some reason, I remembered it as, as an episode I didn't like. And maybe I didn't. Like, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen this since before I got into wrestling. <laughs> so maybe now I'm just watching it through a different lens. You're like, ooh, wrestling is cool. Awesome. Yes. yes. Um, Luchadors. <laughs> yeah. So it started out with a standard security guard walking down mm. a standard dark alley. Yeah. Standard strange noise and standard creepy basement door. Yep. Yep. So like bang and even the standard Wilhelm scream. Yes. That also happens. Um, but <laughs> he, you know, radios to his dude and he was like, I got to go check this out because there's like a, a noise or something. And he runs into Carlos, who is fixing a pipe in the middle of the night. Because that's not, not suspicious or anything. Um, well, I guess it needs to be done. If it needs to be done, it needs to be done. I guess. But it just seems like there's a better time to do that unless he was like super busy all day and like could not get to it until just then. Mm, mm. And maybe it was spraying water like everywhere. Maybe. Like the time Buffy's basement flooded 
and they just yeah, didn't turn like, off the water and just let it flood. That was another episode I listened yeah. to. <laughs> Reminded me of yeah, that. Just, yeah, see, they're, they're not like those people. Unlike those people, this guy actually comes and fixes things quickly. Good good for you, Carlos. Um, but he was like, have a good night, and the, sta- the security guard radios to his buddy, and he's like, there was some crazed plumber. I was like, why does he got to be crazed? Because he's working in the middle of the night, as you said. Whatever. I don't think that makes you crazed. I think that makes you um, loyal to your employer and a good worker. (laughs) But he got, uh, Carlos got thrown and attacked, and so the security guard. So that's no good. Um, We go to Wolfram and Hart, and we are following around the male guy. Yeah. wears a luchador mask with... Yeah. The number five on it. Have you noticed him before? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Was, but I didn't put me, it together when I was making my prediction. <laughs> no, but, well, yeah, you wouldn't. But, yeah, for me it was, like, kind of so funny because I really noticed him when I first watched season five. And then I get to this episode. I'm like, oh, my God, he gets his own episode. <laughs> Hooray. Um, but male people are always the ones you have to watch out for. <laughs> we learned that the hard way because I th- feel like there was another guy at Wolfram and Hart that ended up calling like a demon that he worshipped and giving him a tip about something or other. Yeah, probably. Yep. But he does get stopped by Lorne after he's picking up all of this different mail. And he goes, sexy soccer mom or brainy beauty? He's like, <laughs> what? And he goes on to explain that he needs to send a card for this person's birthday, who is turning 29 again for, like, and they've been turning 29 for, like, the past decade, and they've got kids that aren't really kids anymore, and their husband cheats on them all the time. So they don't know whether to call them a sexy soccer mom or a brainy beauty. And then Fred walks up. And he's like, lawn. And he's like, Fred, sweetie, you're sort of like a woman. She goes, that's not a compliment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It just reminded me of Ron realizing in year four that Hermione was a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Sudden realization. Wait a second. You've got boobs. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. So she gives him the advice that you don't send cards. You just send them flowers because they're special and blah, 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 blah. He goes, (laughs) you're awesome. She goes, yes, I am. (laughs) And she doesn't she say she's she is a hell of a woman or something? She says she's something, not well, kind of a woman, a he, whole woman. Well, Lauren says you're a hell of a woman. You're every woman. You're Wonder Woman. She goes, damn right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yep. I wanted him to start singing "I'm Every Woman" by <laughs> uh, Shaka Khan, but but that didn't happen. That was sad. <laughs> anyway, so and uh, Numero Cinco goes on his way. Oh, it's Cinco, not Chinko. I'm not good at Spanish. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no H. Okay. Cinco, as in five. Because in Italian, it's uh, Cinque. I'm pretty sure ah. it is. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know Italian. Yeah, yeah, I don't know Spanish. <laughs> did you, did so you see the uh, subject line of my email with my notes? Uh, it was in Spanish. Yes. I know that much. Yes. Vamanos, let's go. Ah. Dora the Explorer taught me that one. (laughs) Anyway, 
Uh, we have Angel not, not- and Gun and Angel assigning legal documents in his own blood, but it's in a pen, mm. so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I love how Angel Potter. has to ask that that's blood. Like, it takes him a minute. Is this blood? Yeah, it's, but it's fine. It's your blood. That makes oh. it okay. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But- Demon law requires blood signatures on all legal documents. Thank you, yep, and you- Lawyer Gun. And you made another Harry Potter reference in your notes. Of course I did. He's Harry Potter for all intents and purposes because there's a pen that makes him sign in his own blood. Yep. But, uh, yeah, hell of a day's work. I can't remember everything they did, but they'd stopped some kind of sacrifices. They created a foster program for kids whose parents were killed by vampires. Yeah, they... Like, it was was good work. bankrupt a, a company that was dumping demon waste into the ocean Mm. or something yep yep and he goes not bad for a day's pay angel's like yeah i guess this is fine (laughs) he wants to be back out on the road yeah out in the city yeah he's just like i don't really care about all this stuff i just want to be like doing what we used to do i miss being special and having special powers now i just sign things which isn't as fun (laughs) Yep. And then and Spike so turns up. Discussing their special powers. Yes. Uh, and Spike turns up to be like, hey, want to trade? Because I'm, I'm telling you, walking through walls and picking up uh, cups is fantastic. <laughs> so if you could be dead, to demonstrate. I will give you, I will give you all of this. <laughs> you can be a ghost. Yeah. He was like, uh, he goes, I would just like not to be dead. And Angel goes, I wish you weren't here. He said something about horses, like if everyone had a horse. No, if wishes were horses. What does that mean? Um, I'm going to Google it because I've I've got an interpretation, but I'm actually not sure if it's right. Okay. But yeah. So it means, oh, it's it's not the full saying. So it's a really old English, oh, sorry, Scottish proverb. And it says, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. It's a proverb and nursery rhyme from the 1600s, which suggests if wishing could make things happen, then even the most destitute people would have everything they wanted. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense then. Yep. Which is, which is not exactly how I interpret. I wasn't wrong, but I wasn't right either. Oh, well, that's always a good thing. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to pretend that's what I meant. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I knew that all along. Uh, moral of the story is Angel's still fed up with Spike and Spike still doesn't give a damn about it. So so Ryan was watching this episode with me and he goes, "Can can a- is Angel the only one that can see Spike? And I was like, no, 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 everyone can see him. It's like Angel's the only one who bothers interacting half the time. Yeah. But wouldn't it have been cool if only Angel could see Spike? That would be pretty funny. <laughs> Wasn't there? Oh, well, uh, Spike was the only one that could see like all those uh, people that were haunting Wolfram and Hart. Yeah, but that wasn't fun and funny. That no, was scary. It was, it was scary. <laughs> I, f- I wonder if we ever had that before in either of the shows. Someone that could see someone else, but nobody else could see that someone. Yes. Season seven of Buffy, um, Willow couldn't see Buffy and Co. And Buffy and Co. couldn't see Willow, but Spike could see all of them. Oh, right. When he was crazy in the basement. Yeah. Aha. 
So it's happened to Spike, but I'm just thinking how funny this whole thing would have been with just Spike sitting there tormenting Angel and everyone's like, what is this? Like, it's Spike. Spike's not here. No, he is here. <laughs> He's haunting me. That would be funny. Anyway, um, but Wesley comes in and announces that we have three bodies of people with their hearts cut out. So that's fun. Mm. But it looks more like just a murder and not like a demonic thing. It's just a murderous nut job. Yeah, serial cool. killer. Yeah. With a with a with a um MO. Yep. So uh Gunn needed to give the male guy mail. Yeah. After he had heard about this whole thing about hearts being cut out because he got out of yeah. it real fast. Uh- yeah, yeah, the, the mailman kind of, like, really made a beeline while still shuffling. <laughs> it was the fastest shuffle I've ever heard, seen in my life. Yeah. We, we Angel- just quickly, I was going to say, we kind of skipped over it, that Angel talking about all this says he's feeling really disconnected from the world, just sitting up in Wolfram and Hart signing documents. Didn't uh, Spike say that, because he goes, I'm feeling, and Spike went squishy? Yep. Was that a knock at how he's gained weight? Probably. Yeah. All sad. <laughs> oh, They're boy. both and getting older, though. Like, if, if you look, I know. if you Google, like, a picture of Spike in episode, like, two of season two and an image of him now, he is much older. You can tell. They're really getting older, which is oh, hard yeah. being vampires. I know. Sad. That's um, why we never got a Spike TV show or movie. The production stuff was taking too long and James eventually said, "We like, we could do it now, but we can't. I'm too old. I don't look like Spike anymore. Dang it. Anyway. Yeah. So Angel goes to chase after a male guy to give him the documents that he had just signed with. Done. And he, like, like, grabs him and then Numero Cinco grabs him back and throws him through a window. Well, not a window to outside, but like a window inside yeah. the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But glass panel. Yeah, and then he just goes, "I really hate this place." <laughs> yeah. Poor and guy. we get our opening credits. Yep. And we come back, and everybody's like, "Angel, what happened?" He goes, "Male guy flipped out and like assaulted me." And <laughs> Angel's like, "The old dude? He's like a thousand years old. How did he get the better of you?" I love how Spike immediately jumped on this and starts talking about how Angel beat up the mailman. Apparently, that's the rumor going around the entire office because Fred's upset yep. about it. And yep, yep. Sp- Spike wastes no time getting that rumor going. Mm-hmm. And also, Lauren wants to use it as a PR move to make people think that he's so ruthless that they nobody should mess with them. Yep, he he, he beat up an old man. Yep. And they call security to lock everything down because they got to find this guy. And Spike is like, I want to find him and buy him a beer because that made my day. (laughs) It's the worst. He did give a thumbs up at one point. And I was like, that reminded me of the episode where he was being super positive. And I kind of want that Uh, Spike back. uh, I love the super positive Spike. (sighs) He's just, he's, he has all the sass. It's all I ever needed. So good. (laughs) Um, but apparently, um, a fourth, but, well, we find the guy and get, he gets escorted off of the premises and Angel's yeah. going to fire him. Cool. Yep. 
Um, but oh, no, 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 no. Angel doesn't want him fired. Angel, Angel's like, no, happened. no, I think it's a big misunderstanding. But um, Wesley in particular is very concerned and so is Gunn. They're like, you're in a company where half the people hate you. We, we can't have threats. Yeah, exactly. But apparently a fourth body with its heart cut out has been found. So that sucks. Hmm. And they had just left, like, an All Saints Mass, which is a Mexican, like, Day of the Dead thing. Yeah. So that's suspicious. So we're going to go rolling out. We're going to go check things out. We're going to go to the church, ostensibly, to ask questions and interview people, this, that, and the other. Yep. And we're in the car. And Spike is sh- sitting shotgun because he called it. He called it. <laughs> That's all you got to do. And they're talking about um, why does Spike get to sit up front? And they're talking about their weapons and stuff. And Wesley is like, okay, Angel. Angel, about two blocks up that way, that's where the church is. And then Angel just pulls off to the side of the road real quick. Yep, and jumps out and runs. Yeah, and Spike says... Always was a bit of a drama queen. He's really on that this episode, just saying Angel's such a drama queen. Full stop. Spike, do you not remember anything of when you were alive ever? Because (laughs) you are dramatic to a fault. So stop it. I don't think he likes to think about when he was a nerd. Pot calling the kettle black is all I got to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so they find a, another victim with its heart cut out, and Angel their had been heart, able to not, smell... They're the, not an it, they're a they. Sorry. <laughs> Is it a man or a woman? I can't remember. Exactly. So they. They. <laughs> um, yeah, their heart is gone, and uh, Angel could smell the blood. It's a him. Okay. You say in your notes, so I'm going with you. It's a guy. I mean, maybe. <laughs> anyway, the heart's gone. Angel can smell the yep. blood. That is the point. Yep. Yep. And Spike has a very dramatic way of telling everyone. It's like, it's the blood. Vampires can smell it. <laughs> so vampires can't um, ignore the ruby red, as he calls it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, the guy is still warm. Like, this isn't. This didn't happen that long ago. I wonder how far away the perpetrator is. Spike is turned around and he goes, I'd say about 10 or 11 feet. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But we get to throw some hands with this warrior demon. Yep. Throw some hand. Spike legit tried to help, but he could not pick up the piece of wood to bash the guy with. Uh, I know. And I love when, when like it doesn't work. He, um, he, um, he just, like, throws his hands up in the air and just walks off. He's like, like bloody fine, useless. I tried. <laughs> he skulks away. Everybody gets knocked down. Gun hits him with an axe, but it gets stuck. And then he's still, you know, going crazy. Everybody gets knocked down. And then the guy, the warrior dude is gone. He's outie. So that sucks. We lost him. Yep, but they've got gunk. <laughs> they got gunk on the blade, and Fred, Fred will do the science to figure out what it is. So that's helpful. 
Um, she is visited by Spike, who just wants to be as far away from General Grumpy Pants as he could possibly be. I love General Grumpy Pants as an as a nickname <laughs> for Angel, just like Captain Peroxide is a nickname for Spike. <laughs> it's good times. Um. Yeah. So Fred and Spike are talking, and as usual, Fred is just so nice to Spike. Yeah, and Spike's like, I ain't a hero. Yeah, because she was like, um, Angel gets like that sometimes with the whole grumpy thing because it has to be hard being a champion. She goes, but you know about that. And he was like, mm-hmm. uh, no, I don't. What? And she goes, yeah, like you're a hero. You saved, you closed a hell mouth and did the whole thing. He goes, I just stood there. She goes, you know, it's not just standing there. <laughs> he kind of gets this look on his looks on look on his face, and he didn't know how to feel about it. And honestly, neither did I. Because Aww. do we need to talk it out? Well, because Fred, I don't know, I don't know what's going on between Fred and Spike. I cannot have well, it happen, is what I'm saying. <laughs> He's a ghost, so it'll be some Patrick Swayze vibes. <laughs> yes, I understand that, but. I I just can't have it because he's uh, he has to get his well unless they had plans for him to get his body back in a later season and that never happened that would suck mm. but if he gets his body back <laughs> he's gonna be like yo Fred what up and I can't handle him <laughs> you can't tell me that this is gonna happen and even if you did I probably wouldn't believe you I can't tell you anything that's gonna happen because then their their couple name would have to be like Fike or spread and i can't have that happen. <laughs> spread i can't uh. i can't have it happen that would be terrible oh. speed mm. see all of them are bad that's why i can't have it moving on <laughs> and she got she did so well you did save my life so that was nice Aww. um gun and wesley are doing all the research mm. Well, not, not gun at this point. I think Wesley was just directing people to do research in his stead. Yep, and he's got his, like, books and stuff that he can just talk to and ask for information. That would be so helpful. Man. Sorry, can you hear the cat? She is purring no, so loud. I can't. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Angel was, like, gonna hover, and Wesley's like, this could take a while. He goes, well, once you find out, you need to tell me so that I can go take care of it because I'm, you know, a hero. And I can go do yep. things. Yeah. I'm like, not just going to sit around here. Yeah. He's, we're like, we got it. But it might take a while. So mm. why don't you just go hang out in your office and get away? So. Yep. So off he totters and in comes Spike. Oh, yeah. And uh, Wesley's like, I didn't know you could read this really obscure language. And he goes, no. <laughs> I'm, I just need information. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking. Um, he goes, does that have prophecies in it? He goes, no, it's a reference text for this other thing. That book over there would have all the prophecies in it. Mm-hmm. Goes, so Spike so... goes over and asks about the sand shoe prophecy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Wesley goes, you know about that? He goes, yeah, apparently a vampire with a soul is going to get it, going to be able to be alive again. What's that about? Yep. And he goes, it talks of a major apocalyptic battle 
and a vampire with a soul that plays a major role in that battle. And there is something about and there is something about the vampire getting to live again. <laughs> and Spike is just like so does it say a name of the vampire with a soul by chance? <laughs> and Wesley goes, no. I suppose it could be any vampire with a soul that's alive, quote unquote. He well, goes, not a ghost. <laughs> well, yeah, because Spike is basically like, yo, I saved the world. Fred said so. So it could be me. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be Spike. And Wesley's like, nah, bro, you're a ghost. So I don't think so. <laughs> Spike's not convinced, though. He goes, you know, Angel doesn't no. believe in this prophecy anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. An- Angel's lost faith. Yeah. He goes, tall, dark, and dreary told me he doesn't believe in that nonsense. So psh, who cares? <laughs> you know I who love cares? the stuff Spike calls Angel. Yeah, Spike cares. About Spike the whole cares, thing. yes. Yep. Because that's, um, yeah, Spike definitely wants it. Like, mm-hmm. Spike is purposefully gone and got himself soul and things. Like, for Angel, it just kind of fell upon him. And that's like some of their fights, the whole, like, you spent three weeks crying in a basement and got over it. While I spent yeah. years coming to terms with, like, eternal remorse. Wouldn't that just suck for Angel, though, if Spike got the soul instead of him? Or not the soul, uh, got, like, to live again? Yep. Wouldn't it suck for Spike, though, if Angel got to live again? <laughs> Whoever gets to live again is going to go right after Buffy. Just saying. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> just saying. Anyway, <laughs> so um, we found out what this demon is. Um, and apparently 50 years ago, the exact same thing happened. Yep. Okay. So, I, I, can we call the demon Tez? Because I cannot Tez? say its full name. I was just going to call it the demon. I was going to call it Tez. Because, yeah, it's like T-E-Z-C-A-T-C-A-T-L. Yeah, right. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no, no, no. So let's call it Tez. His name's Tez. Good good old Tez. Tez really likes long walks through the beaches of Mexico. (laughs) Sure. Wait. He's Aztec. Was that... Aztec, Mexico, or is that further south? I don't know. I have no idea. I think it might be South America, but I don't know. Okay, he liked long walks through uh, the Amazon okay. or the forests. I don't know. Jungles. It's fine. Let's just move on. Yes. Tez. I was going to try, but you kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> so 50 years ago, the exact same thing happened, but the Tez was defeated by this group of five... Wrestlers. Heroes. They're only called heroes at this point. They're heroes. <laughs> but also wrestlers. Um, yeah. And uh, Spike is like, well, they really didn't defeat him if he's back. Thank you for that, Spike. Yeah. That was very helpful. Um, and he was like, yeah, four of them died, but one of them is still alive. And Angel's like, do we have the information for this fifth person? Yeah. And they do, apparently. Oh, Wesley's like, as a matter of fact, we do. <laughs> okay. Wesley, for reals, did not give Angel a heads up to who he was going to see. 
I know, right? Are it doesn't you seem so. for real? Because he gets to the apartment, knocks on the door, and when Numero Cinco opens up, he's like, Hi? What are you doing here? Ugh. Wesley, help a person out is all I gotta say about it. And, uh... Numero Cinco is super upset. He was like, I thought I told, I thought it was pretty clear the first time we had this conversation. Angel's like, we didn't have a conversation. You threw me through a wall. Yep. And he's like, um, what is it? You were going to drag me into your quest for the Aztec demon. No, I wasn't. I was going to give you the mail. Oh, sorry. Now I'm dragging you back in. It's pretty good. (laughs) So he throws him through a table and he's just like, You gotta help me, because obviously you know about this thing, and it's back, so help a person out. And he goes, if you haven't noticed, I'm retired. (laughs) He goes, because, and he says something about, it reminds me that only a fool would want to be a champion. And I think Angel takes it personally. (laughs) Angel takes a lot of things personally this episode. Yeah, he's all in his feelings. Um, but we get regaled with the tale of Los Hermanos Numeros, the Number <laughs> Brothers. Cool. Really, so really creative. good. Yeah. Yep. I love how um, Angel picks up the picture from the shrine, which is also super rude and disrespectful. I don't know yeah. much about Mexican culture, but I know picking things off a shrine is, yeah, anyways, you're like, wow, you guys took this really seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were Mexican wrestlers. They fought as a team of five, which seems like a lot, but okay. Um, Big stable. Yeah. They they did really well. They never lost a match, and they didn't just fight in the ring. Sometimes their battles were outside of it. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, there's some random guy with a shotgun. Right. Okay. That works out for me, because this is like a flashback to when... They were in their heyday doing all the things. Yeah. Yep. And basically, it turns out that them as a group was kind of like the Mexican version of Angel Investigations. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. They were, like, hanging out somewhere, like, playing cards and macking on chicks and lifting weights. And I thought that was a super weird combination of things to do. I mean, the lifting weights. It's hilarious. So, I'm not sure which one, but only one of those women is credited. So, I, like, got curious. Sorry, she's uncredited, but is noted in um, this Buffy wiki. So, I got curious and followed the trail. Mm -hmm. She has been, like, only in a handful of things in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I'm going to say, like, it was maybe seven things and four were uncredited. And I was like, oh, honey, you tried. (laughs) You did. Sorry like in Gilmore it. Girls and some uh, and judging Amy. <gasps> I love Gilmore Girls. Uh, let me let me jump back on her IMDb. And Sorry, I'll let, me, I'll let you know who she was in Gilmore Girls. But yeah, like they got a really cool clubhouse. Um, mm-hmm. A Yale student in the 2003 episode of Lorelai's first day at Yale. Oh, okay. uncredited. No, I might have to go see if I can figure that out find her really zara yes really she knocked something over oh yeah she was like going for it. i was looking at it going maybe i should rescue that from her but nope too late i guess yeah it is what it is um anyways they're in their clubhouse 
Yep. And they were like, we were doing things, we were being awesome and saving people, and it was the best. Until the uh, the uh, Tez showed up and killed four of them. And as he's regaling him with this tale, he says something about the devil's robot. <laughs> and Angel's like, what? He goes, you've never heard of it? He goes, no. He goes, no one ever remembers the good stuff. <laughs> okay. Now I'm intrigued. I, now I want I know. To I'm... I want to know about the Devil's Robot. I wonder if they ever covered it in the comics. I'll see if there's anything in the notes at the okay. end. Um, but basically, after his brothers died, he wanted to keep fighting evil, but people stopped coming to him for help because, you know, he's alone. And then one day, a guy from Wolfram and Hart offers him a job as muscle. And because he had nothing to live for, he just took it. Did you see the name on the um, no. card? Holland Manners, which doesn't actually work out timeline-wise. But anyway, it was Holland Manners. Oh, that guy. That guy. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, he joins Wolfram and Hark because he has nothing to live for. Yep. So he's like, eh, I guess this is better than nothing. We still have a job. <laughs> and Angel's like, cool story, bro. But there's no wonder why your brother's spirits ever come to visit because you quit. You gave up. Rude. Ow. <laughs> it's rude. Yeah. Ouch. Zara, stop being a menace. So um, Angel wants to know why Numero Cinco has given up on everything. He goes, I'll show you why. So he takes him to a wrestling thing and... They are being mocked as midget wrestlers. Yep. That's their legacy now. Yeah, he was like, it sucks that my brothers did all this great stuff and all they get is mocked. Hmm. Nobody cares that we were heroes and that we saved people. All they do is make fun of us. And Angel goes on to have his speech about, he was dropping facts about, we do what we do because it's the right thing to do and we have the ability to and... We're not doing it because it's a job. We're doing it because uh, because of the, you know, impact it has on other people. And it's not about me. It's about everybody else. And uh, eventually he loses it because uh, Cinco just leaves. Peace. Yeah. And he's gone. Yep. So um, we have Wes and Gunn doing the hard work, doing more research about these um, killings. Hmm. And we have, uh, they have a brief little discussion about how Angel is feeling disconnected from the whole thing. And Gunn's yeah. like, but it's also, okay, because he's still doing the hero thing. There's also some introspection, well, not introspection. Sorry. Um, Zara, sorry. I'm kind of trying not to burp into the microphone. I just got on the burps. <laughs> um, where Wesley goes, oh, I forgot Aztec culture was so violent. And Gunn's like, and we're all peace? Yeah. We're not doing so great ourselves. Don't point fingers. But yeah, basically, so Wesley seems a little concerned that Angel is feeling disconnected. I didn't see, I didn't know what the big deal was, but find out Mm -hmm. that it is a big deal, apparently. Anyway. Yep. um, So we figure out that the Tez is taking hearts from heroes. Dun, dun, dun. Because... It means more because they did good stuff in their life. 
And it's super bad because Angel is out alone in the nighttime. <laughs> and he's leaving the apartment of number five. And he gets attacked by this demon. Tez. Yep. Uh, he pinned him to the car with a legit sword. Mm-hmm. I love it. A legit sword. A legit sword. Not like a fake sword. A legit sword. <laughs> and he, like, go. He raises his thing to, like, stake him and then just, like, kind of leaves. He takes the sword and goes. I was like, what? Yep. Why? Um... So Ryan was watching this with me, and he go he he came to the same conclusion as um as as Angel, and goes, "Oh, it's because he doesn't feel like a hero anymore." Oh. <laughs> um. So he gets back to AI after he's been you know stitched up by who? Ah, it's not AI anymore. Sorry, Wolfram and Hart, bullet. Yeah. <laughs> um. And you know Wesley is trying to. You know, talks and sends it to Angel, and Angel's like, I don't need to know why he's taking the hearts of heroes. I'm just mad that he didn't take mine. Yeah, <laughs> he's that's deeply kind of what he's like. And then Wesley's like, uh, Angel? Or is it Gunn who calls it a shriveled piece of jerky? As meat goes, your heart's a dried up hunk of gnarly ass beef jerky. That was Gunn. Gun. Yep. Because Wesley yep. would not say gnarly ass. No, as soon as you said the quote, I was like, no, no, that's Gunn. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was like, they're looking for fresh hearts to, like, sustain them. And mm. your heart's, like, super dead for a long time. Yep. So then they're like, well, do you have any clues on how to defeat this thing? And Angel's just like, Wes, did you ever hear about that devil? The devil built a robot? Um, now I'm going to try this El Diablo Robotico. Awesome. And Angel's like, no one ever tells me anything. <laughs> I, I still want to know that story. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling down to see if we get it in the comics. Oh, probably not. Uh, Try just a throwaway no thing bot. to make people want um, more. No, but it is a cult favorite character now. Apparently, <laughs> of course, people will grab it, uh, grab onto any little thing. Yep. Yep. Oh, but oh no, no, that's not true. It's apparently he is mentioned again in another upcoming episode in this season. But it doesn't mean we get anything about him. No, we don't. I can tell you that now because I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be doing my usual shady. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I so, know no, you. no. Apparently, it's mentioned again. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> so, Gunn's like, hey, since this guy came back before, maybe there's a contract that I can find where he, like, signed over his soul for something or other. So, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. And Angel and Wes had to have a very serious discussion because Wes is worried. He's like, Angel, I know that you feel disconnected, but you shouldn't lose hope. Because hope is the only thing that will sustain <laughs> you, and you need to care about this prophecy that says that you might become human again. And Angel's like, bro, all last season, all we did was care about a prophecy, and it all turned out to be nonsense. Mm. And, and he goes, like, the father will kill the son. And Wesley's like, huh? Wesley's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, mm. Angel, you know that no one else remembers about Connor. Yeah, but like that would be hard to think, you know, you've got all these memories, you know this person, and then all of a sudden you remember that nobody else remembers them. 
It would be weird to have all these memories about being a person in a place and then figure out that you didn't actually do any of those things and you were just a ball of energy. That'd be weird, too. <laughs> Poor Dawn. Anyway. <laughs> Poor Dawn. Um, so, um, we have the whole team sitting down and having a discussion about this, this demon dude. And yeah. Spike is making a lot of sense. And basically the creature is going to go for the hearts because it needs the hearts. So to destroy it, you need to go after the heart. Mm-hmm. Sounds perfectly reasonable. Yep. And Gunn um, was able to find a contract. Yeah. I, I love how um, Spike, because, you know, it's Spike, ghost. He goes, oh, I could kill it. I mean, ghostiness to the contrary. Well, come on, lads. Everyone has an Achilles heel. And Angel's just so, um, I've read the other word, skeptical of Spike. Like, Spike doesn't know anything. What's Spike? No. And he goes, well, what what do you think it is? And just I love how Spike says it. He goes, well, I wager it's the heart. (laughs) I would just think. Not in that nice British accent, in his Cockney accent. Because it's poetry. We're dealing with a mythic creature here. Um, if I was going to kill something that was trying to take my heart, I'd try to bloody well take its heart first. Makes sense. It's pretty mm. good. Um, but like I said, Gunn was able to find a contract, and basically the the uh, Tez made a deal that he would be brought back every fifty years, and if he can cert- if he can find the sun god talisman, uh, he can become undefeatable. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yep. Um, and uh, number five totally has that uh, sun god talisman because we saw it earlier. Yep. yep. Um, so yeah. Angel's like, well, we better go find that. Yep. They go to the apartment. He's not there. He gone. He took all the stuff with him. All the uh, stuff yep. from the, the, the shrine. Shrine. Yes. So uh, number five is in the cemetery. Summoning just quickly, a demon for fun. Sorry, mm-hmm. quickly. Um, when they go and um, they find all that, um, Angel goes oh, and so sort of runs off. And Spike's like, "See, drama queen." Yeah. Like, everything's dramatic. just everything is just like adding to what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he uh, number five is gonna summon the demon to the cemetery. So that's fun. He has all the stuff on top of the. Uh, headstone for his brothers that is like yeah. all of them right next to each other yeah all buried together yep um and basically angel's like you need to give me the talisman because i can keep it safe and away from tez because if he gets it then he's going to be undefeatable and we can't have that and number five's like how about no because i ate it <laughs> yep he goes Ew. i'm gonna make it kill me because it wouldn't kill me otherwise because i'm not a hero so i have to make it so it has to in order to get the talisman and then i'll be dead and with my brothers and that's what i want Mm. um so tez is on its way and it's ambling towards uh number five and then all of the brothers that are dead start rising so what happens? There's a fight, um, and Chinko like Cinco has a line where it's like, "There's no heroes here and stuff." 
and the demon cuts him on the stomach mm-hmm. when he because Cinco jumps in for Angel, then Angel jumps in for Cinco. So Cinco stumbles back, cut, and he smears the blood over the grave. Ah. Um, Angel is then cast aside on top of the grave. We fade to black, and when we come back, the brothers start rising. Yes. So because of the blood. Uh, I think it's I think it's a combination of two things. One, Cinco being a hero, and two, yeah, his blood after he's been a hero. Okay, because it was never really explained why they were no, rising. No, it wasn't. It was just odd. It, was just no, odd to me. it just kind of happens. Yes. Or maybe it's just because like they are as sworn to stopping the Aztec god as he is coming back every fifty years for his talisman. Yeah, maybe that would make sense. Um. Mm-hmm. So they all come out of their, the grave and they're all, you know, dressed with their uh, luchador masks on. And I'm with Angel because Angel's kind of like, what is going on? <gasps> he does that so well. Just how confused David Boreanaz looks. He just kind of stands there and watches. And I love their, like, they run and they start ripping the um, spiked posts off the fence and they run past Angel and one stops and just like I think he speaks Spanish to him but pretty much tells him to go let's go mm-hmm. I think I can't remember let me yeah Andale amigo yeah there we go yeah so he does say it in um yep. say it in um Spanish Zaza yep. why are you standing in front of the microphone oh the best place to my be. cat's in with the microphone now I'm sorry it's okay it's a bo- it's in a box, so it summons the cat. I understand. Uh, so the brothers start fighting Tez, and uh, they're doing all of the wrestling moves on it. And <laughs> Angel's like, "We're trying to kill it, not pin it." But then they pin it down with like the the pieces from the fence. And he goes, well, that, "That works too." And he just stabs it through the middle. Yep. And yeah, it turns to dust. Mm-hmm. And, and then we go mm-hmm. back to Cinco, and he's dying. And he was like, "Me, her, me, knows they came back." Oh. Yeah, he goes. And yeah, go ahead. And this is why I think because Angel goes because you're worthy. You proved it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Heart, heart. <laughs> um, and so. The brothers pick up Cinco after he passes. Oh. And- just quickly, yeah. you're just... Um, so, first of all, just I like it. Uh, he goes, maybe, but the, still the demon didn't want my heart. Angel goes, it didn't want mine either. And Cinco goes, of course not, amigo. Who would want that dried up walnut of a dead thing? He then starts saying coffee and yeah. uh, reveals that the talisman is actually in his coffee cup. Yep. He didn't eat it. And, yeah. Yep, yep. So Angel retrieves that, and, yeah, then his brothers pick him up, and they all fade away. Yeah. That was mm. that was nice. They just fade back into the ground. Yeah. All is well. And yep. Angel goes back to Wolfman Hart, and he meets with the, the fam, and he tells him that Cinco died a hero. Yep. So, who gets to be the new male guy is my only question. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find someone. <sighs> I vote Spike. If only he... Well, I mean, he could technically learn how to push a cart. Yeah. It's not he just that has much to... different from picking up a coffee mug. 
He just has to really want to do it. He really doesn't want to, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be the problem. Spike yeah. would be like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so Angel goes into his office and he has the book of prophecies and he says the name of the prophecy and he opens it up and starts reading. Mm. Has anyone ever, like, stopped this scene and written down what it says? Uh, not to my knowledge, but it'll be okay. pretty easy to Google. Prophecy. I just would like to know if it says anything specific or if it's just, like, made-up stuff. Um. Like, just words that don't mean anything. Let's see. Oh, wow. There is a very long history on it, but no, it doesn't look like anyone has actually written down what that book says. Okay, because I tried to, like, pause it and look, but it didn't, it looked too fuzzy. So I don't know mm, if it, That's what I was kind of thinking yeah. as well when I was watching it. I thought about it, and I'm like, oh, that looks a bit fuzzy, and just let, the, let it keep playing. Yeah. I'll have a look um, tonight on my big, giant-ass TV and see if we can read it. Okay. Um, but Angel has hope again. So he's hoping mm. that he will become a human again. No, he's got hope. Yep. And that was that. Yep. So some continuity. First of all, obviously, nobody else remembers Connor. So when Angel says the father will kill the son, Wesley has no idea what he's talking about. Rip. Um, number five can be seen in several previous episodes, but this is the first time he has any dialogue, and this also marks his final appearance. No. Funny that. <laughs> Holland Manor's year of birth was given as 1951 in Blood Money, which would have made him two years old during the time he appeared in the flashback. <laughs> Clearly, his association with Wolfram and Hart involves some sort of longevity spell. Yep, obviously. Um, the speech Angel gives number five at the wrestling match is a rewording of the If Nothing We Do Matters speech he gave to Kate back in Epiphany. Remember Kate? I do remember Kate. Mm. Oh. Um, Spike and Angel discussed the Shanshu prophecy in Hellbound, which was a couple of episodes ago. Mm -hmm. um, there's also some arc significance that we won't get into because stuff might happen later. Um, so this episode has the longest cold opening in the whole series so far at 6 minutes and 18 seconds. The record had previously been held by release, which is uh, season four, episode 14, but it will be knocked from this place. Oh, fancy. There's a, long, there's a longer cold opening. All right. Um, when Carlos is attacked at the start of the episode, we hear the Wilhelm scream, which has been used in over 140 movies and TV shows. Oh, wow. Crazy. Um. Yeah, the writer and director of this episode explains that he always wanted to do an episode. He wanted to work Mexican wrestling into one of his X Files scripts, but it wasn't until he pitched the idea to Joss Whedon that he realized his lifelong dream could happen and he could tell a story about Mexican wrestlers. Oh, that's cute. Yep. Um, and uh, this one's just I because I love typos. Um, when Numero Cinco is given the business card from Wolfram and Hart, the phrase attorneys at law is incorrectly pluralized. So it says attorneys, attorney, apostrophe S at law. 
Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's how, and they go, it is unlikely such a large law firm would allow such a simple typo on their business cards. You have to look at everything with a fine, with a microscope because ev- yeah. people are going to notice when things are wrong. Yep. Yeah. Um, and in the other section, they go, this is the only episode, which it's not, according to the other wiki, only episode that mentions our, the cult favorite character, Diablo Robotico. Like, how do they not cash in on that one? Uh, I don't know. Makes me sad. And our international titles this week are The Day of the Dead and Heart of a Hero. I like Heart of a Hero. Mm, that's the French. Day of the Dead was the German. I actually really like the cautionary tale of Numero Cinco, Cinco but, like, also Heart of a Hero is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What did you rate this episode? It was a fun episode. It was a, a nice break from all of the heavy nonsense that we've kind of been dealing with. Um, so I, I gave it, I gave it a nine, actually. Wow, that was really fun. Yeah, I, I also thought it was a really fun episode. I gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't rank it as highly as you did, but yeah, I agree. It's really good. Maybe your favorite moment. Maybe I got more into my feelings because I've been listening to old episodes of our podcast. So I was just like, oh, fun things instead of depressing uh, Connor getting kidnapped. (laughs) That's where I am right now. And Tara just died. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, much, much, much less uh, dramatic than that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, Your favorite moment. Um, right after Angel gets attacked by number five and Spike's being all the sass about, you attack that old man and I want to buy him a drink because he threw you through a window and it was really great. Yeah. Oh, I love, love sassy Spike. Mine has to be actually the, um, final battle against the demon when the brothers all come. I just I thought it's, it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and your character shout-out. My character shout-out is going to go to number five. Because... He stole mine. <laughs> he, he became the hero that he always knew he could be, and he's finally with his brothers again. And rip. Yep. And they'll come back in 50 years for another battle. Yep, it'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was going to give it to him as well. Same cool. reasons. Awesome. <laughs> Are you ready for the title of next week's episode? Yes. It is called Lineage. <sighs> I'm going to regret this because it's totally probably not going to be what this is about. <laughs> you know, I I think you know what I'm going to say. I well, really, you're going to say it for the audience. I really, really hope Drew is coming back. <laughs> Because she's um, Angel's vampire daughter and technically Spike's vampire mom. So, yeah. She's the missing link. Yeah, it's in the lineage. Ooh, and what do you think will happen if uh, she comes back? Oh, I have no freaking idea, but it's going to be crazy. Um, Hmm. <laughs> uh, what is going to happen? She 
Okay, so she was gone because she left after, like, when her and Dar- Darla split before Darla came back all pregnant and stuff. Mm. So she wasn't around for any of that nonsense. <laughs> did she know? That's my question. How how much in touch did her and Darla stay after they split? That's that's also another question I have, but I probably don't get an answer to that. Um, I think she's going to come back and be like, what happened to Darla? Because I know something happened and I can't seem to find her. So I'm going to need you to tell me what happened. And there's going to mm-hmm. be a talk about how Angel and Darla had a baby. They're going to recap it for her. He, she's going to be like, um, so where is my grandson? <laughs> it's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, she's so you think this will also bring up everything up. about Connor? Hmm? So you think this will bring up all the stuff about Connor? I really hope really so. About now, <laughs> she's just going to go crazy and start messing things up for them. How would Spike and Drew's reunion go? <laughs> she would make so much fun of him for being dead, like dead, Psst. dead, like ghost dead. <laughs> She'd be like, what did you go and try to be a hero for? That was silly of you. My silly spike. Yeah. Always doing romantic, silly things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Drew oh. so much. <laughs> I do. Well, sounds like it could be a very fun episode. Oh, yeah. I'm getting my hopes up because it's probably super not going to happen. But it's fine. <laughs> Well, we'll find out when we meet up again next week to watch that episode. In the meantime, people should find us on social media. We are MM Podcast Network on Facebook, MMP Network on Twitter. We have a Gmail, mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com, and a website, mmpodcastnetwork.com. If you want to find me personally, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Mel Bickett. Or am I? Yeah, I'm Mel Bickett these days. I, I could have stopped changing my handles. Pretty sure I'm just Mel Bickett. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad at this. Um, so, yeah, Marissa, where can people find you? They can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at RissaRue312. People should rate and review us on iTunes to make us feel better and to let us know that we still have people that want to hear us talk into microphones for the foreseeable future. And until next week, we will slay you later, guys. <laughs>